Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Built like someone who could mess you up. Like you know, brick. Just like he's just built like that. He's just someone right. that you just don't want to mess with. No, you don't hear anything about to say anything. Just walk in the room. <laughs> I mean, seriously. You just crawl into the field. I can't position. imagine being a, like a big old offensive lineman. It's like looking at him like, how am I going to do this? He's mm. just built so differently like he's so quick too and the leverage he could get guys a man all right okay you know I, there's uh what it's a lot of former football players that i like there are who are the others well there's there's you <laughs> you're number one <laughs> you're lying. see this is what i have to do <laughs> america i gotta get him back now no, I'm gone. <laughs> I got to get him back. I know who's number one. Yeah, this I'm is right. Boomer Esiason. <laughs> oh, yeah, he probably is too. He's a oh, colorful character. Jeez. Boomer, this morning, uh, some of the stuff he was saying. Yeah, it was right out of the... I was like, what? I mean... Right off the talking point sheet. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I could. You I want action? It. Expect it here. I, some of the stuff he was saying, I couldn't believe. Oh, okay, sorry. yeah. There was a couple sorry. of words in there I could not believe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but... I was I was fearful of his life at one moment. Yeah. All right. No, I I, I don't get violent. Me? It's ama- it's amazing all the crazy stuff that's going on. We haven't even gotten to this Red Sox story about stealing the Cheating. signs. Cheaters. And then tried to say that the Yankees were cheating too. Yeah. They were cheating because they were using the Yes Network feed to steal our signal. Really? This is uh, this is a this is a confusing one to me, and it's been confusing ever since I read it because. You know, baseball is just so weird with what it deems okay and not okay, right? right? Like, and, and their unwritten rules are written rules. They, they, they don't make yeah. any. None yeah. of it makes any sense. Yeah. And we've talked so much about how you know trotting around the bases slowly is such a big deal that you Showing have to get yeah a hundred mile an hour fastball thrown at your face. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. All right, so now you have even the commissioner of the game mm-hmm. talk about how stealing signs. It's okay. There's no rule against stealing signs. That's part of it. It's a part of the game. Yeah. Steal some signs. But because now we have electronics, and these guys were there talking yesterday, they sounded like your 90-year-old grandfather who has no idea what's going on in the world. You know, electronics, technology, I can't keep up with all of this. But now you bring that into the mix, and now it's a big deal. So let, let's listen to a little bit of Rob Manfred. I think people know the story by now, but just a quick recap. The Yankees uh, caught the Red Sox, uh, believed that they were cheating, stealing signs using an Apple watch that the trainer was using and then relaying. Apple. I don't even know how the hell they did this. And, you know, relaying that information uh, as they were stealing signs to the players that were on the field and in the game and in the box, so, which I just can't, like, I don't even know how you do that. But uh, that's what happened. <laughs> and then, as Brian said, the, the Red Sox complain about the Yankees using their Yes Network cameras to to steal signs, but that hasn't been substantiated. So yet. so the, the Red Sox, they admitted that their trainers yeah, right. had received signals from video replay 
personnel and then relayed that information with via signs to their right wow all right so this is rob uh manfred mm-hmm. saying the stuff i was bringing up about the rules <laughs> and and stealing signs and how confusing this is we actually do not have a rule against sign stealing and it has been a part of the game for a very very long time um to the extent that there was a violation of a rule here um, it was a violation by one or the other that involved the use of electronic equipment. And he went on to talk about the electronic equipment. I think the rule against electronic equipment has a number of policy reasons behind it, but one of them is uh, that we don't want to escalate um, attempts to figure out what a pitcher is going to throw. And also said that uh, where this issue was going now. The only thing that I can tell you uh, uh, about repercussions is that to the extent that there was a violation on either side, and I'm not saying that there was, to the extent that there was a violation on either side, we are 100% comfortable that it is not an ongoing issue. Okay, so it's not going to happen anymore. Right. So so then what is the discipline for the Boston Red Sox? Where are you going to go with this? He didn't elaborate on that point. He said they're hoping to have a... A, a some type of discipline handed down by the end of the season. So what's it going to be? Is it going to uh, impact what happens on the field? Is it just going to be a fine? Uh, this has to be if, – if this is serious and, okay, stealing signs is not, but when you're involving electronic equipment and other team personnel, trainers of sort – I think that's serious. It's blatant cheating. Is right. it not blatant yes. cheating? All right. Now, I am not a Yankees fan. Brian is. I'm not a Red Sox I fan until either. Until last night. Right. I, but I'm. I'm just. I'm just <laughs> try. I'm being as objective as mm-hmm. as possible here. So you're telling me that there is a a team wide conspiracy now yeah. to steal signs to cheat within a game. Yep. And you've got guys who use performance enhancing drugs get caught one time. One player on a team gets 50 games he gets suspended, okay? Because they deem that cheating. That's against the rules. Now you've got an entire team that's doing it. If you want to try to look at those two things and an impact on a baseball game, the impact on a baseball game, in my opinion, the stealing of the signs impacts the game more than the one guy who's taken whatever the hell. thank you. So what is the punishment here? Because if you really want to look and say, all right, what's fair? then they shouldn't be eligible for the playoffs. This tugs at the integrity of the game. It really does. Yes. But, I mean, but the way that he's just so willy-nilly, yeah, there's no yeah. there's no rules against it. You he's do what you can to steal the signs. Cavalier about it. But, but then says that we'll, we'll, there will be some type of punishment handed down by the end of the season. Really? End of the season? How many games do they win by stealing signs in this manner? If you're just out there on second base and you're able to decipher what the next pitch is and and you can relay that to the batter somehow, fine. That's been part of it forever. But you've got training personnel that's involved. You've got video personnel that's involved. You've got a whole operation that's involved in this deal, man. Yeah, I know. This isn't small potatoes here. This is exactly what the Patriots were accused of. It's That's, exactly the, the same Patriots thing. The Patriots put them up to it. <laughs> it really, I yeah, know those Boston comparisons <laughs> were being made yesterday all over Twitter. Um, but it really is the same damn thing. You're, you're stealing signs. And now when the, the Patriots also, the, the accusation, I guess that was, it ended up being true with them filming practices yeah. of other teams. That took it to another level. But a lot of the time they'd have different cameramen you know, in 
uh, the game up in the stands, right. wherever, filming, filming the, the coaches yes. taking the sign. So yep. how is this any different than that? Please tell me how it's yep. any different than that. I'm with you. They, and, they and need, you're going to tell me, well, they lose a draft pick in the amateur draft or a little bit uh, of a, a fine that the Red Sox would probably pay with the money that they, they have in the couch cushions of the front office. <laughs> then I don't want to hear that. I mean, this is a big deal. You can't, the yeah. commissioner can't just stand up there and go, I'm comfortable that it's over now. Oh, there's no, we don't have a rule. What? There's no recourse. Just have the, I mean, what are you, nuts? <laughs> I mean, and then people are making jokes about it, and oh, it's it's not a big deal, and whatever, oh, it's stealing signs. It's, it, you're cheating the game. You're not allowed to do that. And you're going to great lengths to do it. And then uh, Dave Dombrowski, the general manager of the Red Sox, is up there just like, <laughs> the Yankees, they use the Yes Network. Why, to do who cares? Why? Who oh, cares? Man. This is Dombrowski. Uh, give me number two, Pete. This is, this is him saying that this isn't a big deal at all. Do I think sign stealing is wrong? No, I don't. Oh. No. I guess it depends how you do it, but I... Oh. No, I've never thought it's wrong. I guess everybody in the game that's been involved with it and throughout the years. <laughs> <laughs> so we went a little further. <laughs> So what? <laughs> I mean, we're sounds... in first play. We just won a nineteen inning game. <laughs> he sounds like Belichick. Does he sound like Belichick? <laughs> Nothing to see here. Everybody's doing it. Nice question. Everybody in the game that's been involved with it <laughs> yeah. throughout the years. <laughs> yeah. Everyone uses their training personnel and the video personnel to steal signs and then relay it to their place. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> get over it. I mean, really? No, I, I'm. It, it is. If you want to tell me that you're just using your eyes and you're a guy on second base and you've cracked the the catcher code right. of what he's, yeah, I think that's that's okay, right? Because that that has been that's going part on. of it. But when you start using these other things, that changes the game. Comp- not just a little bit, not a little bit, a lot. It changes it a lot. And I was just shocked that the people who spoke on this yesterday. We're just trying to move on quickly. Nothing to see here. I guess it matters how you do it. Apple Watch. Okay. Really what? Yes, it is. It's a big deal. Now, this is more of Dombrowski uh, yesterday talking about the whole issue. I think sign stealing has been going on in baseball for a long time. I, I see somebody that in the back there that played that smiled. Um, I think that it's probably been going on. For, I, I've been in the game for 40 years. Oh. I've known of it for 40 years. We know it's been going on. Tell us something we don't know. Like, why you decided it was okay for your trainer, who's supposed to be worried about ankles and forearms and things of that nature, why he's involved in a scheme with your video personnel to relay signals back to your players. He's trying to deflect as well. Oh, it's been going on forever and nothing. Boy, it has been going on, going on to this extent, has it? No. I mean, there have been, there've been uh, accusations about the Blue Jays, and they've got someone in that hotel and one of those behind-the-dark glass that's stealing signs. You've had those accusations since they opened up Rogers Center. But this is something totally different. This is a totally different sport we're talking about now, man. Yeah. I mean, you've got a whole organization around this deal. I'm sure these cats were having meetings before the game and all that. Now, where are you going to be situated? Where are you going to be situated? This is the signal today. This is the indicator. Usually that's the, the coaches telling the players. You know, the third base coach is giving them the indicator. You got the video personnel involved in those meetings now. The trainers involved in the meetings. 
This is crazy. Yeah, it, no, it is. It is crazy. And and I think that the, how seriously they took the steroid issue, I know it was running rampant through the game, but it was all about the integrity, and it was yeah. all about things that, you know, you, we have cheaters, and this guy's a cheater, and a cheater, and a cheater. And it got to the point now where if you get hit with three of them, you get banned from baseball. I'm sure there's more There's more than three examples of yeah. them doing this. Yeah, they said it was going on for weeks. Now, I don't expect them to ban the Red Sox from the playoffs. I don't expect them to be something crazy. But I'm just trying to make the point that if you make such a big deal about mm-hmm. cheating in baseball and the integrity of the beloved America's pastime and blah, blah, and blah. Our numbers mean more than in Dribble and drool and garbage that we've heard for so many years of these guys being uh, vilified for decades because they stuck a syringe in their butt cheek and now these guys are cheating blatantly within a game and it's multiple people involved and it's been going on forever. Oh, oh we don't have a rule. Everybody in the game that's been involved with it. What? But you know that nothing's going to come of this. You just know it. Oh, there's going to be a fine. Oh, we're going to give them a, you know, whatever, $2 million fine. And you'll get a draft pick in the draft taken away. Whack. They have 50 <laughs> some rounds in their draft. I know. Nobody cares what about that. Well, what else would they take away? I know. Is there anything else that they could possibly take away from them? Hmm. Nothing. No. What's going to be? That's I, just, I mean, no. unless you eliminate them from postseason contention, which is not going to happen either. What really is going to hurt that team? Not money. It's the Red Sox. Well, what are the Red Sox worth? I mean, the Houston Rockets got sold for $2.2 billion. Wow. What are the Boston Red Sox worth? $4 billion? $5 billion? Man, must have really wanted that team. But seriously, yeah. if, if the if the Houston Rockets I'm with you. are worth $2.2 billion, yeah. what are the Red Sox worth? Are you going to tell me a, a couple million dollar fine is going to hurt them at all? No. Fine is not going to do Amateur it. draft pick, 98% nah. of those guys turn out to be duds. Who cares? Nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to happen. I don't see anything happening. Nope. And the way Manfred was up there, I'm confident it's going to be okay. (laughs) We don't have a rule. What do you mean a rule? about? It's electronics. It's screwing everything up. We have, I mean, with the technology today and everybody with their Apple watches and Apple iPhones, and oh, the camera phones on the phones, and the cameras are phones, and the phones are cameras. I can't keep up with any of it. We are 100% <laughs> comfortable that it is not an ongoing issue. Not, it's not on. It's not going on anymore. Okay, so everybody relax because the cheating's over. Not an ongoing issue. We're talking about the Red Sox. And at some point, there'll be when the iPhone 8 comes out, oh, no. There's going to be something else in there, too. I mean, I saw the other day they cloned a sheep. <laughs> when we have our organizations cloning prospects, then what do we do? So technology's running our world here. So anyway, there's some snacks on the table outside <laughs> if you'd like some. There's some lobster bisque. Yeah, and you can grab a, a pop. On your way out. What are you kidding me with this? A little slap on the wrist. Baseball drives me nuts with this uh, stuff. That's crazy. I mean, really, just. <laughs> but I tell you, man, if you take like 
you know, something that makes your pee clear. Then, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> you hit two home runs. Yeah, <laughs> right. out of here. You, you put him in jail. We're banishing you. You're not allowed in our Hall of Fame. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> You're not allowed in here. Oh, it's just for the people who did it right. But you conspired with your training staff and your video personnel staff to steal signs. Bunch wow. of nonsense. All right. Mm. Uh, bogus update. Colorado head football coach Mike McIntyre. All next, right here. Greg Giannotti, Brian Jones on CBS Sports Radio. You ever seen Ralphie live? I have not seen the bison. You're run over your Buffalo. ass. Buffalo. Better get out of the way. Folsom Field. What is it? Folsom? <laughs> what is it? Colorado? Folsom. What is it? Where, <laughs> where is it? Where, you, where y'all play? Was it a bison or buffalo? <laughs> I don't even know, man. That's somebody dressed up like a bison. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Give me my bow and arrow. Just a a fat bull. giraffe. There's a bull. You put some hair on. What is this? Dancing with wolves. I mean, That's animal cruelty. Gio and Jones about? and Mike Maggot died. What is that? A bull? You got to run around up in that thing. Was this Pamplona? You, huh? ha- you hang out with Ralphie. What y'all talk about? Jerky. <laughs> Where y'all play again, yeah. coach? I can, I can hear the promo now. <laughs> For the best college football talk. Is that a bison? It's Gio and Joe. Oh, it would be perfect for us, only, wouldn't it? Only on Mondays, right? Oh, beautiful. All right, Bogus, what you got for us, man? Week two, now the earliest Ezekiel Elliott's domestic violence suspension can start. The Cowboy running back will play Sunday night's opener with the Giants, even though arbitrator Harold Henderson upheld his six-game ban yesterday. Henderson's decision not about guilt or innocence. He simply decided the league followed protocol when considering punishment. A U.S. District Court judge in Texas will rule by the close of business on Friday on the union's petition for a temporary restraining order for Henderson's decision. As you guys were just discussing, the New York Times says the Yankees snitched on the Red Sox last month. Where I'm from, snitches get stitches. They also Whoa. get two-run Manny Machado walk-off yeah. homers. <gasps> Dylan Betances retired the first two O's he faced in the ninth, but then yeah. walked Tim Beckham. John Sterling knew what was coming next. Well, I mentioned that the last thing you want to do is walk Beckham to bring up Machado as the winning run. And Machado hit it out. So Baltimore won 7-6 after trailing 6-1. Lead the majors in blown saves. And 24 one-run losses, too, is MLB high, I believe, as well. The Red Sox then went 19 innings with the Jays before winning 3-2 on a Hanley Ramirez RBI single, all after that report, which said the Yankees reported the Sox to MLB for using an Apple Watch in the dugout to steal signs. Commissioner Rob Manfred was at Fenway by chance last night, said the Sox couldn't have cooperated more. It's not clear if Boston will be punished. Back on the field, the Indians dropped the White Sox 9-4 for their 13th straight win, just 12 in a row for the Diamondbacks after a 3-1 win in 10 at Dodger Stadium. The Angels control the second AL wildcard this morning after an 8-7 win in 10 in Oakland and the Twins 2-1 loss in Tampa Bay. And Cameron Mabin made the Astros a winner in Justin Verlander's debut. Here's a pitch with a runner going, swinging a fly ball, deep left field. Cameron Mabin has hit a two-run shot to give the Astros a 3-1 to lead. And that was the final in Seattle. Bill Brown, Astros radio Verlander, allowed just one run while striking out six over six. And Venus Williams beat Patrick Kvitovan, a third-set tiebreaker, to reach the U.S. Open semifinals. Boys? All right, thanks, Bogus. Joining us right now, Colorado head football coach Mike McIntyre. Coach, good morning. Thanks for joining us. How are you? 
I'm doing well, guys. Good morning. Good morning. 17-3 victory over Colorado State in the opening game of the season. You got your home opener against Texas State uh, coming up. Uh, what were some of the things that you saw in that first game that you want to improve on in game two? Well, we started out really fast. We were clicking offensively, defensively, and special teams, and then we had a turnover middle of the second quarter, and that kind of stymied us a little bit, and we just didn't finish like I would like us to. So we've got to make sure um, we're able to, to keep playing and come back out in the second half and, and be able to put more points on the board. But I thought overall for our first game that everybody played hard. Uh, we played sound football, and, uh, and we can really make a big improvement uh, from last week to this week. Coach, as you just mentioned, you hadn't played a ball game. Colorado State excuse me, had a game under their belt, knocked off Oregon State. Is that a disadvantage for your club? Uh, yeah, I do, I do think it is a little bit of a disadvantage. Um, you know, when you uh, when you go play, and you know this, when you know you're out there working and you're practicing against your guys, and you get out there in the speed of the game, and then you know the game, you get a little anxiety, you get a little, you, you just kind of wear off a little rust. I always believe coaches have always said this, but I still believe it's true. The reason you improve so much from the first game to the second game is it's live bullets, and now everybody listens a little better when they see a live bullet happen to them on film and go, okay, yeah, that can happen. And uh, so we'll we'll make some adjustments on that with our guys. Mainly it'll be them learning from some little fundamental things they did and understanding things, and then the speed of the game um, picks up too. So uh, I. I uh, um, was pleased that we won the game. I wish we would have finished the game better, but uh, we still won it. I read that you studied, you and your staff studied the comeback that UCLA had over Texas yeah. A&M. Why was it important to you to, to go back and, and watch how they did that? Well, we try to do that with a lot of different games. Um, you know, end-of-the-game situations, how people handle them. You know, would we handle it the same way? And then you watch somebody go, oh, I wouldn't have thought of that. That's a great way to handle that situation. And uh, so... We're sitting there. Um, I know I knew UCLA was getting beat bad, and we were working on Texas State late. And one of our guys had had it on while he was working. He goes, "Coach, you got to come see this. They're on their way back." So there was about five minutes to go in the game. I think it was 44-31 um, when I saw it, and I said, "Guys, let's sit down and get out our get out our time chart. You know, our chart that we follow for two point conversions, for timeouts, for everything you do, different situations that could happen, and let's see if everything holds up." And we sat there and watched it from the Texas A&M point of view and the UCLA point of view, and uh, we did learn a couple things from it, and uh, it was a good <laughs> teaching moment for all of us. What did you learn? Keep trying to run the ball and let the play clock <laughs> yeah. get down past yeah. 15 seconds? Yeah, there's some things that you learn in that. There, there is no doubt. Um, and then one of the things that we kept pointing out to our team, um, because it happened the next day too, my alma mater got beat by Tennessee and Georgia Tech. and. Mm-hmm. It all came down to some blocked field goals that really changed A and M game, UCLA and M game. If UCLA doesn't block that field goal, I don't know if they win it, you know. And then also vice versa, um, Tennessee blocked uh, Tech's field goal. And I just said how important how, how important that one play is, either protecting it um, or blocking it. Um, how important that one significant play is. And so we talked about that as a team and. Went back over our field goal again today and yesterday and showed them how important it was. We always do on Monday, but we had an added emphasis on it. And uh, so things like that, um, can, you can have a lot of good teaching moments, not only for yourself, but also for your um, players. You're, I always tell you, either, you're uh, either getting better or you're getting worse. Nothing stays the same, and that's one way we try to do that. Coach, yeah, I'm glad you brought up Georgia Tech because Tennessee, that defense, I think it's the fifth game in a row going back to last season where they gave up over four or 500 yards of, of rushing offense. Now, are all 
stats like that as far as, far as the rushing. I, I see them differently. When you're going up against a conventional offense, that's one thing. But you're going up against that option offense, even though you had all summer to prepare for it, it's nothing until you see the real thing. And, and Georgia Tech, they know how to run the real thing like it's no one's business. So do you look at that differently when your defense struggles against an option offense as opposed to a more traditional offense? Well, I, I definitely think you do look at it a little bit different. Um, there's no doubt because that's a whole unique thing. They won't play another team like that this year when they're in that situation. The thing that going against an option team, because I've gone against them a lot in my past, and, and especially being a defensive coach, is it teaches you a ton of the fundamentals mm-hmm. of how to, you know, how to squeeze the blocks, how the linebacker either he's going to be underneath the block or over the top of the block. He's got a hat and hand it. You know, the understanding all those concepts, understanding where your leverage is, if you're inside or outside the quarterback, if you're spilling it to someone, if you're boxing it to someone. Because really, truly, run stoppage unless you just get overpowered is how you fit the run, where you know your help is. And um, so, uh, you know, you learn those things with it. But, you know, Georgia Tech's um, quarterback, the one thing you can't um, uh, um, demonstrate in practice to your guys, that guy was slippery. I mean, you know, they got to him. They just couldn't tackle him. I mean, he's really, really good. And, of course, I'm biased. That's my alma mater. So um, I was um, bummed out when we didn't win it. But uh, I was impressed with that young quarterback. I really was. G. Owen Jones and Mike McIntyre, Colorado head football coach across the country on CBS Sports Radio. What point in the season do you know what you have with your team? Because I've asked that question to a couple of coaches. Some some say before the first game I knew, and some say, well, it took about six or seven games before I really knew who they were. Uh, what's the answer when it comes to your teams? I think it goes individually, to be honest with you. I think that you know about a lot of your guys, and then you're putting new guys out there, or you switch the guy to another position, and and tried to make a position move that would help your team get another good player on the field. And until they've actually played under the lights and had some bad things happen to them under pressure and how they respond, then you kind of know about those guys individually. Then that makes your team up. That gives you your, your team makeup. Because there's a lot of guys that have played quite a bit. I remember Coach Parcells, when I was coaching for him, would always say, hey, some of the veterans, hey, I, I just got to see you do it a couple times in the preseason game, and that's all I need. No, you still got it. And um, I used to think, well, you know, we're trying to mix our team up. I got to know who the players are, if they still have it, if they can do it. And then I know how my team is. So, yes, you, you, then you kind of build your overall team and you kind of know your strengths and weaknesses. You think you know going in. Sometimes it tweaks a little bit. And sometimes you have to make some changes through the course of the season um, early on. But hopefully you've got everybody in the right place and everybody responds. How do you keep your team from being – complacent after the great year you had a season ago you played for the conference championship versus Washington just a fantastic year first 10 win season at least since 2001 how did you keep them from being complacent uh well (laughs) um you know the way our season ended it didn't end well you know we got beat pretty bad by Washington in the second half of the Pac-12 championship game and then we went to Oklahoma State which I kept saying all along was like the second best team we played all year. And everybody's like, are you kidding me? Their offensive talent is off the charts. And I think everybody can see that now. Their weapons. And then they had a running back that's made a pro team too now. Um, one of their other running backs. Um, so, um, And we got beat pretty good there. So our kids came back. The graduates that um, helped us get here, they graduated. Some of them are playing in the pros. Some of them are out in jobs now and doing well. 
um, our guys came back extremely hungry and felt had a bad taste in the mouth the way everything ended. And they also wanted to keep it going because all they hear around here was, was that a fluke? Was that a fluke? Was that a fluke? And I think that motivates you. I really do. So they still got a chip on their shoulder. You have a new defensive coordinator, DJ Elliott. He comes over from Kentucky. Jim Levitt, last year's coordinator, is now at Oregon. Why was Elliott the right fit for your program? Uh, Elliott ran the exact same defense at Kentucky we run here. Um, there's kind of a little coaching tree within the 3-4. I don't know if you've noticed the 3-4 is starting to come back. Yep. Um, and it, and what we did is we kind of made it a little bit of a hybrid 3-4. We don't always play with two true outside linebackers. We play with a big safety athletic guy, so against spread teams, we can still use him kind of like a nickel back, so we can do some multiple coverages. Um, and so that's really helped us, and some people have kind of copied that from us. Um, and uh, he he was doing a lot of that at Kentucky. So there's about five or six schools that do that. Now there's there used to be nobody in our league running the 3-4, and now there's four teams in our league running the 3-4. Well, um, and so I think that that's – I got somebody that was going to run that defense that I wanted to run that we that I put in and we put in, and now we can keep it going. We didn't change terminology. We didn't change anything because we've recruited to it, and uh, hopefully we can keep playing good defense. Well, cool, Coach. We appreciate you joining us. And tell big old Jeremy Irvin, Brian Jones said hello. I'm good friends with his Aunt Helen. <laughs> okay, I sure I sure will, Brian. I appreciate you. I know you Texas guys like to stick together. That's probably, right. He would probably like me to tell you he'd like a Whataburger right now. <laughs> oh, uh, but, uh, come on uh, now. You're making me hungry. <laughs> they, they always have a, a debate out here because we, when we go to California, I get in and out, and we haven't played in Texas yet. And I always hear the kids from Texas because we have so many kids on our team from Texas also. Um, they're always arguing, oh, Whataburger's better than In-N-Out. No, In-N-Out's better than Whataburger. So, and, and to be honest with you, I love them both, living in California. I love of them when I go both places. Well, I take a Whataburger, but In-N-Out's not too bad. <laughs> thanks, right. thanks, Coach. We appreciate it. Best of luck. Okay, thank you. All right, bye-bye. <laughs> There's Mike McIntyre, Colorado. Whataburger. Whataburger. Yeah. It's Whataburger, damn it, dude. Whataburger. Whataburger. I don't know anymore. It's Whataburger. All right, fine. Quit tripping. You didn't ask about the Buffalo. I was waiting for that. Oh, Ralphie? <laughs> oh, man, I forgot about the beef jerky. Cole, what's up with Ralph? He doing all right? Yeah, he doing fine. You, that was the most obscure Brian Jones six degrees of separation. What's that? Usually it's like a former, because you know everybody. Mm-hmm. So usually it's a former teammate or someone that you played for or someone from Texas. But Aunt Helen? Aunt Helen, man. Yeah. That's my dog. That's my partner. She's on the board of directors with the Boys and Girls Club with me. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Jeremy and his other brothers. He has a twin brother that played there at Colorado, another younger brother. All three actually went to Colorado. And so I took them out for a burger one day when they were in Austin, man. Oh, you did? Yeah. Look at you. Yeah. Did you pay for it? Of course I did. Okay. What kind of question is that? You think I'm going to have the kids pay for it? I don't know. I'm just making sure. Why do you, know? you, imp- you have to make sure? It's an improper benefit. I, I told you. I'm, you right. Hell with the NCAA. <laughs> All right. We're going to come back. Was that redundant? Yeah, it Double is. Double AA? Double AA is just a, yeah. a little a little bit redundant. Whataburger. That's not, I, that needs to be redundant. i take one right now. And uh, Bob, breakfast no. on a bun. Yeah. Whataburger. Yes, and a taquito with cheese. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. That's some good stuff. Greg Giannotti, Brian Jones on CBS Sports Radio. 
It's time to answer our Ask the Pros question of the day, brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Today's question comes from Cool Mark 72. What's up, Cool Mark 72, dog? He's a great listener, a great yeah, tweeter, very yeah. complimentary, this Cool Mark. Yeah, he like her. Uh, he said, should Roger Goodell be fined the equivalent of his salary when he makes a wrong decision that involves a fine or suspension? Hmm. Well, who is going to say that he right. made a wrong decision? <laughs> Nobody. No one. Yeah. Especially the folks that hired him and they're paying him forty million dollars. Well that's the problem is he'll uh. always you'll never be able to prove that he was wrong. Yes. And there's nobody I mean when you're the king, there's nobody above you going uh. I mean the owners could. I guess the own because he's really works for the owners. Right. But he's doing their bidding. Right. But he's also lining their pockets. Yep. So you know big way. <laughs> big old way. It's O Rewards Member Appreciation Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. For a limited time, you'll find double point offers on appearance items, oil specials, and more. If you're not a member yet, sign up today. O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices every day. So we talked about one of the Fertitta brothers uh, buying the Rockets for $2.2 billion. Damn. And a lot of cake. The Fertitta brothers, as you know, were... Uh, Part of the UFC yeah. triumvirate, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and uh, and then didn't know he was a Houston cat. Yeah, and then Lorenzo decided that he was going to go ahead and uh, yeah. buy the Rockets for a couple billion after they sold the UFC yeah. for what was it five billion? Yeah, they sold Quite the UFC bit. for so uh, making an investment in in the NBA. Um, pretty remarkable stuff when you think about it. But this isn't to me as much about the Rockets as it is about the NBA and the value of these franchises now and and what we're going to see in the future. But you probably won't see as many sales, though, because it's just going to get astronomical. And because the the value of these franchises is what it is, I mean, generally the people that own them are making a crap ton of money, so you really got to make a big-time offer. But as I mentioned before, if the Rockets are worth (laughs) $2.2 billion, what are the Lakers worth? What are the yeah. Knicks worth? Right. What are the Celtics worth? Uh, was it Les, Les Alexander? Right. Yes. Always former him, owner. Yeah, yeah, former owner, and, and he bought the team for eighty-five million dollars. What a hell of a ROI! I mean, that that's just amazing. That I'm is Toyota Center included in this deal? Or is this just the franchise? I mean, all the players' homes <laughs> included in this yeah. deal is just the franchise. What? 2.2? I never imagined that type of valuation for the Houston Rockets. I know. Uh, really? Well, what did Ballmer buy the... $2 billion? It was two, but He was... overpaid. Right. And, and we were discussing this while we were doing football business last night. They say Ballmer, he used about 9% of his wealth to, to purchase the, the, the Clippers. Oh. And, and for Tita... Seventy percent yeah. of his, which is fine. I mean, he still got some a billion left or something like that. So uh, whatever it takes. But he really <laughs> wanted to be uh, owner, and and uh, as been reported, he he tried to purchase the team uh, years ago, and that fell through. But man, I don't know. Yeah, what are these? Other, what are the Lakers worth? What are the Celtics worth? If yeah. the Rockets can go. For $2.2 billion. Well, if you think if like, it was a couple of years ago now that the Clippers went for two, now yeah. you have the Rockets, which are not in one of the top two markets or three markets in the country. I think they're they're a top ten 
for sure. They might even be a top five. They have to be a top five. Yeah. I would, I would bet they are. Yeah, so so you probably have the Lakers. I mean, two, five, two, six, they have to be. seven billion. Now, I thought the Yankees and the Cowboys were the most valuable yeah. franchises out there. Now, I thought the Cowboys were at $2 billion. Now, you're telling me the Rockets are right there with the <laughs> yeah. Cowboys? No, no way. No, the Cowboys are probably 10. It better be. And the Yankees have to be about 15. It's insane. Well, also, wow. I think the Rockets, too, have a huge international following yes. because of Yao Ming. That's an international city, man. Yeah. There are so many different nationalities that uh, live there in the Houston area. It's but, amazing. But not only that, when Yao Ming was there... The Chinese fans that would watch, yeah. they all became Rockets right. fans. Yep. And they they still are yeah, Rockets huge, fans. Huge Asian population, huge African population. It's just amazing, the melting pot that uh, has a that a, a congregates there in the Houston area. Yeah, it is It is incredible. And what was that? Marbury said that Houston tried to get him to come back? Yeah, when we had him on the show, he said that Houston tried to get him to come back to the NBA, but he said, no, thank you. That makes that makes sense. I mean... Well, he didn't know they were worth $2 billion. Did you see Marbury what? tweet about us? Put out a tweet? When? What did he say? He said, yeah, you guys are cool. You work well together. Oh, yeah. Man, tell our bosses. Let me get a raise. <laughs> that ain't happening. Uh, maybe we can Stephon Marbury is going to help. Imagine... Uh, I think, Spitz. We, I think there's going to be some cash. About Our program director, Eric Spitz. Uh, listen, guys, sit down. <laughs> so I got a call from Stefan Marbury, <laughs> and he thinks you guys work well together, mm-hmm. so we're going to bump up your salary just a little bit. Um, you know, because I can see that. So just take his advice. You know. So Okay, see you later. Have a good day. Uh, Eric mm-hmm. Spitz. Can I get some money too, boss? <laughs> <laughs> No. Who asked for that? Who was that talking about? <laughs> uh, just, I I'm trying to find his Twitter account. I'm not finding it. Oh, it's I, like Starberry Marberry. It's oh. like, I don't know. He's got some weird. Starberry. Because the one I found had one tweet. Starberry. No, it's Starbucks. That's Starberry. Peace Star. Oh. It's him right there. Oh, he did it from Starberry. That's why. Starberry Marberry. Yeah. Okay. He doesn't tweet a lot. That's not him either. Well, it's, you said Starberry. No. Go back. Man, you are the worst hey, at the internet. You better stop yelling at me. Oh, I'm just I don't know about these internets. I'm like those cats at the Red Skit. I mean the Red Sox. It's I M P Star. But a no Star M P. No, 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 no. Just what? go Starberry Marberry. You'll That's see. what I did. No, no, no. Stop. All right, Starberry. See I M P Star. No. Go back. Go, go back. The Starberry Marberry. Just get rid of Marberry for a second. <laughs> uh 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 uh. Starberry. There we go. Click the first one. I am peace. I have peace. That's oh, right. yeah. There we go. Yeah, that's a follow. What a tweet. Mm hmm. He said, We cool. Best of that black fella. You gotta, you gotta scroll down a little bit. Uh-huh. Scroll down. Uh-huh. Yeah, keep scrolling. Keep scrolling. It was a while back. Oh, I'll find it. Talk about something. Uh 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 uh. Somewhere uh, in there. Uh, uh, uh. I think it might have been a response to a tweet, so maybe oh. you're gonna miss it. Oh, okay. whatever. Damn. He did it. I tweeted out the photo of the three of you guys, and he quote tweeted it, Brian. What does that mean? It's... Quote tweeted. Is You've that... done. The, you you quote tweet a lot. Oh, so is that good? Oh, there he is. Yeah. Hey, cool brothers. You guys work well again. You yeah. damn skippy, we do. Yeah, see? You better recognize. That was worth it. That was two cool minutes up. of you trying to find it. That was four days ago. 
<laughs> so what I'm late? Isn't that one of your favorite? This fish is four days old. That four days old. I ain't buying it. <laughs> Did you mm-hmm. see Wilson Contreras? I love this stuff. So Cubs catcher Wilson Contreras, who hasn't played in a while now, since August 9th, he's been on the DL. He's had a hamstring injury. So Mia Khalifa is the former adult film star is back. So I, everybody, Did somebody put her in her place? So now the, there was a – this is another one of those he claims he was hacked things, but I just don't believe it. So he writes all the way back on August 4th, I'm sure you get a lot of this, but I'm a big fan of you. And then writes a bunch mm. of emoji kissy faces. And it goes, it'll be great if you just say hi. And Whoa. she responds back, bye. And he writes back, LOL, good morning, good afternoon. My friend, with a M-I, friend with a fire emoji. I hope you're doing good. He just constantly would hit her up. And then she tweeted out, Cubbies, your man is wandering around left field. Can you come get him? Isn't that the one who just got in some trouble with the, his wife? Which which cubby was that? Had the trouble with the wife. I don't remember. Instagram. I don't know. I friend, don't... Family friend put all the business in the street. That was that was not Wilson Contreras. Oh, okay. Was it Addison Russell? I don't know. I don't so remember. Anyway, that. she rebuffed him. Like no, but she did the snapshot of the DMs and put it up there oh. for everybody to see and what said, she... "Cubs, oh. what are you doing?" So making her relevant. So of course the uh, representatives for Wilson Contreras said his Twitter account was hacked. I mean, come on. Listen, you, you're hitting up the porn star. You wanted her to respond to you. Just own it. Will you own it already, you people with the DMs and the Twitter accounts and the hacking? Enough. Own the damn stuff. He's a snitch. She is. Thanks, too. Big show today. It was Mike, a huge show. Mike McIntyre. Yep. Justin Tuck. Mm-hmm. Amy Dash. Brian Jones. Well, always. Fly. Yeah. Mikey B. PDB. Bogan. We'll talk <laughs> to you tomorrow. You. <laughs> yeah. You're still doing it. <laughs> Gio and Jones, CBS Sports Radio. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.